You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Classic Auto Mall podcast coming to you from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. The building is over 336,000 square feet and is full of over 650 classics for sale and 300 farm finds on display. Check out all the inventory on the website, classicautomall.com. If you have any questions for our host or guest, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com during the live broadcast times of 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays. Now on to the show with our host, the president of Classic Automall, Stuart Howden. Well, thank you, Steve, and good morning. Uh, I think we got a little echo going on here this morning. We've only been gone for three weeks now. I think we were... Uh, we didn't have a show on Christmas Day, and we didn't have a show on New Year's Day, and uh, we're, but we're back. So, and we were going to have our new theme music today, and I was so excited, and I was going to talk about it, but another technical difficulty. You know, I'll just live to be disappointed, and uh, I think that uh, without further ado, we'll get on with the show. We had an amazing, amazing year last year. We consigned 1,059 vehicles and sold 834. And we started out the year, I think, with about 400 cars in inventory when we started 2021. So an amazing year. You know, hats off to the guys and the crew and my car specialists and all the back office and just everybody here. It takes a, it takes a village <laughs> yep. to sell a bunch of cars like this. Cause you know, most of the dealers we talk to, new car dealers, used car dealers, they always say, oh, oh, we're, we've got six title clerks and seven office managers and eight people that do this. And I'm like, oh my God, what is your payroll like? Of course, maybe not as high lately with everything that's, that's going right. on. I mean, I went to the bank yesterday. I couldn't get in. Mm-hmm, really? <laughs> it was closed. The lobby was closed. They don't have the help. Short staff everywhere. Yeah, short staff everywhere. Cause they had, somebody had a, I don't know, something was wrong. Cold, flu, something. So. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're back. Uh, this week is, uh, Mecham Kissimmee, which is 3,500 cars. <laughs> Makes us sound pale in comparison to yeah, what right. they're doing, you know. They, uh, an amazing organization that, uh, did really well with television and it certainly made a huge difference to, to their business. You know, Mecham was just a regional auction for many, many years and they'd have two or 300 cars at their sale and then all of a sudden television. Mm-hmm. And they, I think originally they bought time on some obscure network and literally paid for their own time on there kind of like Kerbeck does on on uh, PBS on Saturday I remember mornings. it wasn't it wasn't nearly as flashy and fancy as it is now no it no low, it's low quite, quite flashy and, fra- and fancy but yeah. you know they uh, they've done a great job of of, of uh, exposing the hobby them and Barrett Jackson mm-hmm. of exposing the hobby to uh, to millions of more people and uh, you know all of a sudden uh, the, the hobby has become more of a business Especially if you look at the fact, uh, well, Haggerty going public two three right. weeks ago, yep. three point two billion valuation. Unbelievable. Oh, wow, unbelievable! Did we ever? I mean, 
if we can't, I don't know that you can still call it a hobby anymore. <laughs> when, when you have a 3.2 billion valuation on a, on an insurance company. And, uh, you know, I would have guessed a lot less had I known, but, uh, but anyway, um, so if you get a chance, if you're down in South Florida, go check out Mika McCasimi. Uh, it's an amazing show. And, um, you know, people say, well, golly, aren't you in competition with the auctions? And, you know, to some extent we are, but, you know, there's room for everybody. You know, when, when we go to other auctions or other events, uh, we talk up our friends who are in the business. I have lots of friends who are dealers and, and auction companies and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, we, we talk them up. It's all one for all and all for one. So, uh, congratulations to them to continue to do as well as they do down there. And, uh, then we've got, uh, uh, coming up in Scottsdale towards the end of the month, we've got, RM and Gooding and all those guys. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how this all plays out through uh, through all the pandemic and cancellations and closures and that kind of thing. I think downtown Philly just now says if you want to go to a restaurant, you got to have a vaccine vaccination card. Mm-hmm. So there's no, you know, I got a test a day ago or two days ago or none of that. It's, you got to have a vaccination card or you can't come in. So great. <laughs> Shall that be great for business? <laughs> yes. Only, you know, sticking more. More of a knife in the back, but uh, you know, listen, I'm I'm good on the grill. That's the one. You know, oh, yeah? That's one thing that, that right? I'm really good at. And I can cook the steak. So as long as Kathy gets everything else done, I can come home and put the steak on the grill and sip my glass of wine and listen to my Sono speakers out there. And that's that's my thing. Downtown so. Philly won't miss you. <laughs> they will not miss me. And you know, that's that's a long trek to Philly. Yeah, uh, from here. So, but now we have a casino which has restaurants in it. So have you, you eaten know, there yet? I have. We ate at the sports bar twice or three times now. Well, that bar, it's a bar stool, it's right? It's a bar stool sports, and uh, we've eaten there three times, which is embarrassing to say because it's only been open for four days. No, <laughs> your regulars open. there, <laughs> yeah, they know my name. I have a little plaque the on usual, the bar. Uh, yeah, the usual, Mr. Mr. Howden. Howden. Yeah. Yes, uh, we'll put your name uh, on a uh, plaque on the front there, <laughs> and it's a neat place. It's it's, but they're struggling. Trying to find help, and wow. you know, I mean, it, a casino requires an a, inordinate amount of people. I yeah. mean, you know, there's you're at the craps table, and there's like six people there, and there's you know one guy, and I don't even know what they all right. do, nor do I even really understand craps, but. But I play and pretend like I am. I hoop and holler and video poker's my game. You get game. Kathy to <laughs> blow on the dice, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I like to stick with video poker because if I make a mistake, I'm not hurting anyone but myself. <laughs> but there's no, uh, not, not to like talk up the casino, right. but there's no uh, change sound there. It's all, it's coinless or whatever they call well, it. Well, no, it's, they say it's cashless, but you can still play oh, cash. Can? Yeah, oh, but okay. there's options to play without cash. But th- no, there's not, you know, when you hit the slot machine, you don't hear all the quarters falling out. Ching, 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 right, ching, ching. Right, but, right. But there are are noises in there and i'm certain they're designed to do something right it's kind of like when they like the tesla with the fake exhaust sound <laughs> exactly fake change noise yeah well it's like a golf cart in here you know one of the downfalls you notice at at uh, hershey and carlisle and here is the guys have little tin cans tied onto the back of their golf carts and the reason they do that is so people will know they're coming yeah because if you're walking through and you're looking uh-huh. at all the cars you're not paying attention right. and same in our building here we have these electric golf carts and, uh, you know, we're, we're driving, come yeah. up on somebody and they don't hear you. And all of a sudden they turn around and go, Oh, there you are. Those things cook too. Those little, those little golf And mine cooks the most. <laughs> you got a souped up electric golf I cart. I have a souped up electric golf cart and I wouldn't have it any other way. So if they start to get in my way, I know which way to, you know, that I can, I can beat them all. Boy, we're big crowd, big crowd this morning. I tell well, you. Well, it's what. a nice winter activity. This is a great thing when you're jonesing for a car show. Yeah. Come to a classic auto mall. And, you know. Yeah. I mean, and there's some shows going on this weekend. I think we're in 
Allentown doing, I think, the swap show or whatever. Oh, that's right. Up that's there. coming up. Yeah, uh, that's, that's this weekend. Carlisle. Uh, Carlisle thing. thing. And then uh, we've got the Philly Auto Show coming up in March, mm-hmm. which we're excited about. And uh, we've made some concessions this year. We're going to be in a different area, but they're going to really promote it. And hopefully it'll be as good as in the past. And they love having us uh, there because it's a, you know, it's a different diversion. Although you have to be very careful with the cars in roping them off there because most of the manufacturers will allow people just to climb mm-hmm. all over them. Right. And we, of course, cannot do that right. because we can't just go replace the Grand Cherokee with another Grand Cherokee. We've got, you know, a one of one car down there. And uh, yeah, you had a one a couple years ago. I guess last time you were there, a Yanko. You had a Yanko, had Yanko out there. Yeah, you we had a, a Yanko. We had a Cobra, the, a, the a real Cuda Cobra. A Cuda, uh, we had a, yeah, we had a real Cuda, Cobra. Yeah. Right? We went. We did the Harrisburg new car show, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any stanchions for us. And they opened the gates and doors, and oh my god, <laughs> people were just all over the cars, and we had to just quickly try to disperse the crowd. But uh, but anyway, um, so you know, here we are, thousand fifty six cars sold, or eight hundred fifty three cars sold, thousand fifty six cars consigned in the for last year. I mean, phenomenal. You know, about twenty five percent better than we projected of mm. what we would do this year, and and this coming year looks to be just as good. Uh, the market in the collector car world, knock on wood, uh, <laughs> is still good, and yeah. it seems to be good. And we hear a lot of horror stories about businesses that are not doing well, and I feel for my brothers in business because being in any type Type of business is not easy. It's just not easy. And and people say, oh, how cool you're in the classic car business. They don't understand. It's it's a business. It requires all the same trappings of everything sure. else, you know. And uh, you, you know, it's one of those things that that yeah, I'd much rather be doing this than a lot of things. But but it's hard. And and but the good news is is that we have a loyal clientele. We have a great staff. Uh, we're able to motor through every, just about everything. And, and last year we, we said, you know, when the pandemic hit, we locked the doors and laid everybody off and the phones kept ringing. People kept buying cars. We just weren't consigning cars. So, uh, we, we came back strongly this year and, um, you know, to sell that many cars in one year is pretty amazing. And hats off to everybody, including my bride, Kathy, who I don't know how she does what she does and then puts up with my shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, and you know, if you find a car here that you like, like we have a great program you give us five hundred dollars and it's completely refundable to hold the car for you until you can either get it inspected Mm. or come out and take a look at it for yourself or get your funds together or whatever the case may be so if you see something you're like don't hesitate because the guys will tell you oh you're going to miss it somebody else and everybody says well that's an old salesman talk right (laughs) you're not going to miss anything you know you got 700 cars in here why is that one going to sell next the reason being is because somebody else is on it. And so it, it just, it sparks something. I've seen cars on the floor, not yet on the website. Right. And then like I go to do a four on the floor or something and the car is gone before it even got a, a ticket. Yeah. Well, we have clients who come in here who literally are looking every day, every week and they see, mm-hmm. you know, what's new, what's next, what, what came in. And they, and we know what they're looking for. So we call them and, and as well and let them know wow. ahead of time to say, Hey, by the way, we've got a, 69 uh, Z28 in, right. and it looks like just like the one that you were mm-hmm. you were looking for. So um, you know, so don't miss it. If you if you find something that you like, give us a deposit, have it inspected, do whatever it is you need to do, and uh, we'll uh, we'll hold it for you for a few days or 
maybe a week if we're feeling really nice. But uh, <laughs> some of the new stuff we got in in the past, well, three weeks now since we've been on the air. We were off Christmas Day and New Year's Day were both our Saturday days, so we've been off. But uh, we got a really – and I love these cars, a 1970 Buick Skylark convertible. I think that's just a really cool body style. And this one's in vel- or velvet, jewel green. Beautiful car. Yeah, 40,000 original miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the 350 in. It's not a high performance, you know. It's not car. the GS version. Not the GS version, not the 455 right. or whatever, but still a very cool Beautiful car. car. Yeah. Really, really an iconic look, I think. Maybe it's just me because the cool kid down the street had one or something. Yeah. My grandmother had one actually, hardtop. Well, that ruined it for me. <laughs> I mean, she was a young, hip grandmother when I was a kid. Have you seen the thing on Facebook where it's got our grandmothers are way hipper? You know, they had the bell bottoms on and the and the tube tops right. or whatever. I don't know what even what a tube top is. Um, but anyway, we uh, that's a, a new consignment that we've gotten in. We've got a, a later model new consignment, a, a driver cl- quality, if you will. And we've talked about, uh, you know, driver quality mm-hmm. vehicles that we have here. If you're having a tough time finding a car at your local used car dealer or new car dealer, we have cars that kind of fit the bill for a daily driver. Mm-hmm. One of them being the 06 Dodge Magnum SRT8 wagon, uh, which has got a Magnuson supercharged 6.1 liter Hemi. So it's sharp, sharp and fast. Yep. And uh, it's one owner. It's got a beefed up four speed or a five speed manual tra- or automatic transmission. Excuse me. Don't don't write and tell me that I got it wrong. I know. I know. Or write and tell us we got it wrong. And stay in touch. <laughs> yeah. Just at least we know something. <laughs> Could somebody just please send us an email? That's just all we ask. Podcast at classicautomall.com. Just so we know that somebody's out there. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast. A little technical difficulties that we're having here, but uh, going through these growing pains that uh, we so often happen when uh, you start a new project like this and all this new equipment that we're talking to that's a little probably cold in this room, like I am. My feet are cold. (laughs) I'll stop complaining now. So I was going to tell you before we went to break, which we didn't get an opportunity to, that we've got a an amazing guest with us today. We've got Mr. Steve Moskowitz, the CEO of the AACA. That's a lot of acronym. I like that. <laughs> the Chief Executive Officer of the Antique Automobile Club of America. Good morning, Steve. Thank you for being on the show. Good morning. We are thrilled to have you here and uh, thrilled that uh, we're 
moving forward the events hershey was amazing last year i was uh so impressed with what you guys pulled off that must have been difficult yeah it was uh you know in the middle of uh, still a pandemic and a lot of uncertainty um and the fact that we couldn't get the canadians and the other internationals in uh it still was a great crowd and great weather and um Heard just amazing stories from the vendors this year. So uh, all terrific. And, uh, and of course, our usually fabulous car show on Saturday. Oh, yeah, which is amazing. It's so fun to watch that show. It's uh, the pride and joy of those guys. It's just amazing what, what these guys have done with these cars. And, you know, so many of the guys that have these cars – uh, do it all the work themselves in their own garage and they're they're creating these cars that are winning top awards and and everything and you find out oh who who professionally did that oh no i did it in my garage that's amazing how do these guys that's that's hard to do yeah i think it's a neat thing about this hobby it it's so inclusive you know if you can do your own work great and there's tons of people out there and if you have the means to go out and have a car professionally restored you can do that as well and but when they all get together they're all the same they're all put their pants on the same way <laughs> that's and, exactly right and uh, just you know get well, together well it's uh, like we, what we say here is that you know your pride and joy may be a uh, 87 Monte Carlo and my pride and joy may be a 65 Cobra and everything in between. And we're, we love that part of the hobby because guess what? No different than the new car business. The guys, everybody starts out somewhere and you may start out kind of, you know, uh, on the more affordable side of the hobby because there's a lot of cars that you can buy that are affordable. I mean, you know, uh, earlier 2000 and 1990s Corvettes come to mind. You know, that's a great car, a lot of performance, uh, you know, uh, uh, you, you get you get admission to the club, you know, and then you start from there, and who knows where it leads to, mm-hmm. and then you get guys who you know have the the highest of the high end cars, which you have a few of those in the lobby of your new building, I believe. Yeah, we do. <laughs> How did you choose the cars that went in the lobby of your brand new building in Hershey? Uh, you know, <laughs> friends. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm an Indy car guy, and so I have a great friend who has a huge collection of Indy cars, right. and so we had to have one there. We do have a certified racing program. Um, great friend that has a, a collection, a guy that I worked with with on the Elegance at Hershey when we had that Conqueror, right. and and he brought in his Delahaye, but uh, and of course we have a car from the NB collection in Allentown. Sure. Which, 200 cars to choose from so that was pretty easy but the rest of the cars are cars we own right right um, right. and and continue to uh, we just had a beautiful beautiful 30 hudson donated to us uh, a couple weeks ago nice are you seeing the donations start to increase now with uh with some of the i mean let's face it the guys in the hobby that we've grown up with are starting to get to that age where you know we're going to see some some collections starting to thin the herd and that kind of thing yeah i think it's always fluid it's always (laughs) going one way or another and you know there's going to be some really significant auctions coming up due to an unfortunate sure um Deaths, but um, you know we're we're getting now that we've got this big beautiful new home. We're getting more and more people talking to us about their estate planning and right. and considering us uh, and calling us up and say, hey, could we donate a car to you? Sure. So. We've had a couple of those phone calls recently. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's a you know, there's there's three or four different options when you're you're selling a collection of cars, and one of them is to donate, and that's probably, truthfully, the least painful way to do it. I mean, you know, you you it's it's, I watch people 
I watch widows on the block at an auction and watching their cars go across, their husband's collection go across the block. And I'm not being sexist to say that it's a women and a man, but generally speaking, that's what it's been in the hobby. And they're just, they're distraught. It's just, it's an awful, it's a gut check. And, uh, and so that's been the success of, of us doing estates and things like that here at our building where it's not high pressure. It's not something that, you know, that you got 90 seconds to make a decision. You, it's one of those things that, that you've got, you know, 90 days to make a decision and if i call you up i'm not going to say either take this offer or you're you know you're missing out on the only opportunity you're going to get to sell it we call up and say hey you got an offer do you want to take it great if not we'll keep working for you you know we'll keep trying to get it sold for you so i think that that's a huge uh uh, plus in what we do and and what you do as well too and i applaud what you built down there that new building is amazing yeah it is i I gotta say uh, you just wrote an article for us in our speedster and I think you hit on the key thing. You just got to have a plan, whether it's a plan going with you guys or a plan donating if it's a single car or, or whatever. Have a plan yeah. because what we have seen over the years is just so many disasters oh. um, because people have not taken care of their estate planning and right. left the spouse with and and the family with just horrendous sure. situations. And, and so, you know. It's painful at times, but get it in right. <laughs> get it done and get it. I mean, that was that. You're, I was going to mention that too. That we had, uh, I do an article or a uh, article about once every three months for the AACA Speedster uh, email blast that they do. And it's been fun. You know, at first I felt pressure for doing it. I thought, oh man, I got to come up with an article. And I know you feel the same way because you have a, yeah. an, a, an article to come or two to come up with every year. But it's actually been invigorating. It's been like the it, and it's all stuff that we deal with on a day to day. So it's all stuff that that happens here in our building, the estate thing. I mean, I I, I jokingly said in my article, I said, whatever you do on your deathbed, don't grab your wife and pull her down to you and say, whatever you do, honey, don't take less than 80,000 for the Corvette, you know. Part of the problem that you run into with these estates is, and when you say the word estate, generally means a wealthy guy. Wealthy guys feel more invincible maybe than others, and they think if I estate plan – then maybe I won't, you know, risk the, the, the scourge of the grim reaper, you know, but, but you should do it. And, and it, and it requires more than just saying, okay, this is where I want the cars to be sold. Somebody's going to have to get them running. Somebody's going to have to get them detailed. Are they still insured properly? Is the values based on them? Cor- I mean, there's a million things. So if you got a great collection, either bring it to me or Steve. I don't care either one. Just let's do it like 50 50. So <laughs> we'll take half. It works for me. <laughs> you it have. So I, I have a question that, you know, we all of us in the hobby and the business see these AACA badges, junior, senior, preservation. All that. In a nutshell, explain to a layman, what is what does that mean? What does a junior badge on a car mean or a senior badge or a preservation badge meet on a car? Well, Jay, AACA has you know, been judging cars for, for decades and, and we've developed a system. We've we actually have a pretty extensive judging program, and it allows people to climb the ladder with their cars. So the, the first award they go out for is their first junior, and this is for class judging. Uh, we have driver classes, and we have original classes. But the, the first junior badge is a national first prize. It's the coveted oval that everybody wants to get on their car. But then we allow them to take a step up and to get a senior badge. 
and then they can go on for a grand national and a preservation and we even have this new really really special program where we take two cars from every one of our events and they go in competition for the zenith award which is you know our version of the riddler award and, sure. and it's for the the most outstanding restoration of the year uh and it's being extremely well received yeah the zenith award it's called right yep. and then i i funny that you mentioned about your judging guidelines i i was looking on i was on your website yesterday and the judging guideline is 132 pages <laughs> oh my yeah, god it's, it's it's evolved over the years that's fantastic and, um you know we have a, a complete program for our judges we have all sorts of awards our judges can earn based on longevity and in other special awards and uh uh, we we take it pretty seriously. We have continuous judges' education uh, right. at every one of our meets. We have judging schools at every. So you know, you, the goal is to be. If you're going to be evaluating somebody's car, uh, have the skill sets necessary to do it fairly. Sure. So it's an even program for everybody. So we work at that pretty hard. Yeah, that's that's a tough thing. So when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Steve Moskowitz, the CEO of the AACA, uh, here on Classic Automall's podcast. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearm liquidation service at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
Classic Auto Mall is a 336,000-square-foot facility with over 650 classics for sale and 300 barn finds on display. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 to 5, and Wednesday's our long day from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturday, we're open 9 to noon, and we're closed on Sundays. Stop by the Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, just an hour west of Philadelphia on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast. If you need to reach us, if you've got a question for me or for any of our guests or anybody and it's live or you're hearing it on Memorex, that tells you how old I am, uh, podcast at classicautomall.com. Uh, if you got to reach Classic Auto Mall proper because you have a car to sell or you have a question about a car or something along those lines, you can go to info at classicautomall.com. Uh, we're, we answer our emails, you know, almost 24 hours a day, it feels like. Uh, so. <laughs> Some days we come in after a after a long weekend, and you can't believe how many emails are sitting there in the inbox. It's like, oh my goodness gracious! Sometimes a little overwhelming. We are visiting with Steve Moskowitz, the CEO of the AACA, uh, which is just an hour west of us here in Hershey. And uh, this is an amazing car culture around this part of the world. Why is that? Is it because of Hershey? Well, yeah, it, you know we have a a pretty dense population in this part of the part of the United States and and you know a group of guys in 19 before 1935 but AACA started in 1935 they they began these derbies and they began the the car hobby as we know it today and it got too big for this area and Hershey had this big stadium and uh, a lot of philanthropic people and uh, we migrated to there and and of course Hershey's become this international Amazing, amazing event, as as you all know, when mm-hmm. you can grab a couple hundred thousand people over a few days uh, to just live and breathe everything about the car hobby. I mean, it just doesn't get any more exciting than that. And forget. And the funny thing is, is it does not matter what the weather's doing. Yeah. It if it's raining or snowing or sunny, it people are there and they are prepared for it. They have their boots, they have their rain poncho, whatever they need. And if it's a beautiful sunny day, then they have their short sleeves and you know shorts. I mean. They are so dedicated to that event. That's an amazing thing that you guys have built over the years. And and now, are there? I, I know that there. That's the granddaddy of events. Mm-hmm. But there's other large, large events that you guys do all oh, over yeah. the country. We're, Charlotte, we're, right? Yeah, we're all over the country. We'll be in Melbourne here in a few weeks, and uh, we'll be in Puerto Rico, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, for a pretty significant event, we'll right. be out in Vegas. Um, we're we're all over the United States. Sure, and, but you know Hershey. Hershey's the biggest, and of course, it, when you have an event for sixty-five years, you develop this kind of following and get a good mailing list. Right? Yeah, you got a good mailing list, so it's 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 the kind of event that. When people close up for the last day and are heading home, they're just already starting to think about coming back next year. Isn't that amazing? That, that, that's the funny thing is that people, and, and, and they covet their spots. I mean, there's guys who've been on the same spot in the, in the show field for ever, right? I mean, oh, yeah. 50, 60 years. Yeah. And then you listen to the art arguments of who's been there the most. And <laughs> yeah, somebody the said, well, you know, I was in my mother's womb when she was walking through the, you know, so I am, I've been doing this longer. So they, they all argue about who's been there the longest. You know, that's, that's, that's fantastic. And you love it when people are proud of that badge, that badge of honor of, of being there that many years and enjoying that. And, you know, the camaraderie in this hobby business is amazing. Uh, I always tell people that 
that the fun thing about being in the classic car business is, is you can be sitting at an auction and on your left hand side can be the guy who cleans the building and on the right hand guy can be the CEO of XYZ Corporation and everybody is talking as if they're on the same page and nobody's, uh, you know, better than anybody else. Everybody's just digging the cars, whether it's a Concord of Elegance, whether it's a, a local church car show, whether it's, you know, any of these and everything in between and auctions as well, too. So the people are what make this hobby. And that's what obviously you guys are, you know, as as we progress through the years, you know, there's got to be things that you guys are looking at. And where do you see the future with your club and the hobby? Well, we, you know, we're pretty pretty bullish on it. Uh, we just invested in this major new facility <laughs> right. that, that shows that we are we are all in. Um, we believe this is a unique hobby, and that you know, now how, no matter how many people want to forecast doom and gloom, uh, there's something special about what you see in this building and what we see at our events. Uh, cars evoke so many different kinds of emotions. Mm-hmm. So we're we're bullish, but um, but we also recognize we need to kind of see where the trends are going and Mm -hmm. we may need to have some new types of activities which we're already doing and you know we're blowing up our website this month to have an all-new website that's really going to be geared uh, a bit younger and and just a little more hip and and exciting so um you know we're we're going forward the board of directors uh you know we're non-stop thinking about what do we have to do to remain relevant right and you know there there's there's always people are going to be successful no matter what. And so, right. you know, the, the saying that about creating, creating your own destiny, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely believe in it and we yeah. believe in it. And so, you know, um, we've got a big investment and we plan on continuing to try to sure. meet the needs of our, our membership and, and like our hobby. And we're right there with you. I mean, you know, we do this for love first. And yes, we're in it to make a profit. Yes, we're in it to, to, you know, to pay the bills and to pay our, our staff and all that. And, but we love it. I mean, it's what we love. And I hire car specialists, not car salesmen. I don't want a guy who can sell ice to an Eskimo. That, that's not what I think because that turns people off from the hobby. Uh, but one of the things that we're starting to do and what we're trying to figure out a way to uh, incorporate into what we do is to get the kids involved, which is what we've always, you and I have had conversations about this before, get the kids involved. And one of the ways is, is that we want to give them a badge that they can wear to any car event that they want they go to. And it means that what that badge signifies is that they understand that they're not to touch the cars or stand on the cars or you know run their fingers down a car or and they're to respect the cars in the hobby. And therefore we're gonna we're gonna reward them and whether they go to Hershey or come to the classic auto mall or go to an auction or wherever wherever they're around classic cars or car shows and displays, uh that they would wear their badge and they would be recognized as, you know, one of the pioneers of the of the children, you know, the next generation coming along because the next generation, you know, we're seeing it already here. I mean, we're seeing it in the tuner cars and the Supras and the 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 Nissan 300ZX twin turbos and all of that. Of course, you see cars like that in your shows. Sure. You, you're not limited to just pre-war Duesenbergs and Rolls Royces, right? Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> the big difference in AAC and all the other clubs. Mm-hmm. We are so inclusive. We're, you know, from the late 1800s, all the way up to anything that's 25 years or older, sure. European, Asian, you know, it doesn't matter. Right. We're all about the cars. Yeah. And, and that's, 
think what our folks love being at Hershey because you can see everything from a restored <laughs> dump truck to right. to a Duesenberg. And, sure, and it's it's it, if you're a car guy. You just love seeing that breadth of vehicles. I think the question that bothers me the most that I get, and I know you get it all the time, is what's your favorite car? And and it doesn't bother me only in the fact that I have so many favorite cars. There are so many cars that I like for different reasons. And I, you know, and I appreciate all of them. You know, there are certain segments of the hobby that I care less about than I care about some of the other things. But at the end of the day, the passion is what's fun about it. I mean, the guys who come out here when we have a car show out here and you see it at your events and they're on their, they're sitting in their folding chair and they're there for 14 hours and all day long they're talking about their car. That's their pride and joy. That's their baby, you know, and I think that's the thing that's going to continue to make the hobby, you know, grow and, and continue to flourish and, and become, you know, relevant to other age groups. You know, everybody keeps predicting the death of the Model A and I still sell a lot of Model A's. <laughs> People say, oh, you'll, you know, that, you can't sell those anymore. They're not, they're, there's no market for those. Yeah. That's wrong. And the Duesenberg market got pretty soft there for a while. I remember a friend of mine bought a three Duesenberg package, paid $400,000 a piece for J, J body Duesenbergs back in 99 or 2000 or somewhere around there. And now, you know, you can't touch those cars for less than probably 900 to a million, I would imagine. So, and people said those will probably be gone, but they're not. They're yeah. still, they're still here. I'm, I'm sort of a brass car guy, right. and, and even when I got into it, people were saying, oh, nobody's going to want these. Well, you know, it's the opposite of what happened. They mm-hmm. they, 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 off, they went out of sight, particularly the, the high-horsepower cars. Mm-hmm. They've softened up a little bit now, but there's still plenty of people out there sure. buying them. Sure. So, you know, there's always people that will look, you know, at something being negative and, and trying sure. to find – Reasons why things aren't going to work. I don't understand that attitude, but <laughs> right. uh, you know, you and I, you and I are alike. But we're optimists. We're you know, we're we're going to charge ahead, sure. and and uh, I think most of the hobby is is that way. I think so too. And the, you know, part of the success of the brass era cars, believe it or not, is a little old event in England. And uh, the London to Brighton thing. And, I mean, there are guys who have never been in a brass car who tell me that's one on my bucket list. I think we're going to get a car and we're going to go do London to Brighton. And these are guys who own muscle cars and do the power tour on the you know Hot Rod Magazine power tour or do the Great Race or any of these other things. They're going to – that's part of their bucket list. And, of course, it has to be a – that's really a brass car because they have to be – 1904 and below. And, and below. And, uh, and so that's <laughs> – but – I got to imagine that one of your favorites has got to be the uh, the, oh, the limited nineteen eleven. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, the limiteds went from nineteen ten to nineteen twelve. Right. We actually own the nineteen oh eight prototype wow. in our lobby. Um, <laughs> but I've uh, worked on a nineteen eleven limited for General Motors. We restored sure. it for them uh, in the late nineties, and so I've got a bunch of driving time behind those. And you know, they're just monster cars. Oh man. So they're, being an Olds guy, it's it's a pretty special car yeah. with me. Oldsmobiles are pretty special cars too. Even from my era of growing up, uh, you know the the W cars from the seventies and and sixties, and you know all the the high horsepower stuff that that came out during that era. Oldsmobiles were really cool. They were the, a little more sophisticated. The, the guy who bought the Oldsmobile than maybe the guy with the Chevy or the Ford. And and that's not saying any knock on them, but but it it, it just was the way the market was. It was funny. 
the rich people in town drove the Buicks and the Oldsmobiles and the middle class drove the Cadillacs <laughs> because different mindset of, of what they have. But that limited is a beautiful. I've seen that one in your lobby, man. Oh man. Oh man. That's a gorgeous car. If you don't appreciate a car like that, then I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. It's a head turn. But you know what you said a minute ago about the memories and all that is that we see and here especially because we don't charge admission for people to come in to see the cars is that the wife or the the kids will come in because if there was an admission fee maybe they wouldn't they may stay out in the car the kids may get on their phone and not pay any attention but what happens is is that the memories that are evoked from here people will say well i'm not into cars and they come in here and they come to me later and they go oh my god i saw the car that my grandfather drove or i saw the car that the cool kid down the street had or whatever the case may be that happens all the time. This is nostalgia. This is not just the car culture. This is Americana. I mean, this is this is our whole last hundred years of our life or, or better. So I'm very optimistic about it. And uh, I think that uh, as long as we have people like me or you who feel optimistic about it and, and, and others that are in the hobby that we, you know, see on a regular basis, McKeel Haggerty with Haggerty Insurance and, you know, all the auction houses and all those people that are bullish on it and, and, you know, some of them, you know, arguably for, you know, financial reasons as well, too. And that's okay. Listen, mm-hmm. it takes it takes a village to do everything. And you have to have a guy who's going to make money on it. You have to have a not-for-profit like you guys are. And uh, and you have to have guys like us who are kind of tweeners. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be back and we'll continue our conversation with uh, Mr. Moskowitz and uh, when we return here at the Classic Auto Mall podcast. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast. That's all right. <laughs> Just keep me on my toes, guys, because it's 18 degrees here. Just so everybody needs to know down in Atlanta. I hope it's nice and warm down there, guys, because we're cold up here. We, uh, we're going to invest in some new heaters that are silent. Uh, we're speaking to Steve Moskowitz, uh, here in the studio with us, uh, the, uh, CEO of the Antique Automobile Club of America. How many years have you been in that position with the, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> mean to deep, ask that. I didn't I mean to put you <laughs> Take a deep breath there. Uh, believe it or not, it's been, uh, about 18 years now. Oh, wow. You know, that's, that's serious longevity in this, this 
in this day and age. You know, we I, I get resumes from people that come here to that want to work, and that's like been here a year, six months here, five months here, four months here, a year here, two. I mean, there's not longevity like we used to see. My grandfather worked for the same company his whole entire life. Well, my last gig was 30 years, so <laughs> I mean, I, I move around a lot. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so we talked about the junior, senior, the preservation, the Zenith Award. Last year's winner was a 17 locomobile that won in the Zenith yeah. Award. And, yeah. and is that held at different places across the we, country? We hold it in conjunction with our Grand National Meets. Right. Um, it just it the synergy between the two events works really, really well. And um, uh, we're going into our sixth year now. Um, one of our board members came up with the idea, Tom Cox, and uh, uh, him and I started uh, working on it. And uh, it's really been a, a real fun thing to watch sure. because – Without any pre-planning, we've ended up with a great mix of cars every year, cars, even a truck, uh, so that when when we get into judging these cars for the best of the best, um, we're looking at everything from a 17 locomobile mm-hmm. to a modern muscle car sure. and everything in between, and, and they're all, to begin with, virtually perfect sure. cars. And has, uh, you know, I know that, uh, for example, at Pebble Beach that, you know, post-war cars haven't done terribly well over the over the years are you seeing you know post-war cars that are gonna win the zenith order or have yeah. they won it two years ago we uh we had a 58 uh, buick station wagon in it <laughs> i love station and wagons. boy that was a interesting judging uh session sure uh you know but we just kept coming back to the right the difficulty of restoring a mm-hmm. wagon, you know, in 58, they had more chrome on it than you can imagine. And, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the gentleman that restored it did a phenomenal job and it was, it was very exciting. So we, we don't try to push it in any one direction. Sure. The winner's the winner. The car should speak for itself. Right. But we've been fortunate enough to have full classics and, and post-war cars sure. and, you know, this year, who knows? Yeah, you never know what's going to be next. And the great thing, there's a great car, a, a Valiant station wagon right out there in our parking lot. That is really a cool car. That's one you don't see very often. I was about to say that myself. <laughs> that yeah, is. Now, do you, station wagon, that's, yeah. that's unique. Yeah. Now, do you judge at shows anymore yourself or? Do yeah, you have to? well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a few concours. Uh, I'll, I'll be at Boca and, and, um, I'll be at probably Greenbrier if I'm yep. back again. Uh, and I'll, uh, um, I'll be at Amelia Island, and and I judge for national awards uh, mm-hmm. with our club as well. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, it's I guess it's important to kind of keep your finger on the pulse, right? You know? Yeah, and I enjoy it, and I enjoy yeah. meeting the people. Sure, and and uh, it's a it's a interesting process here. In a few weeks, we'll be giving out. We have special awards every year for like mm-hmm. the best Oldsmobile, the best Pontiac, the best Buick. Right. So our version of the Academy Awards, and we'll be giving those those out, and it's. Having won one of those before I ever took this job, I know how important it is, and I know how it makes the the members and feel mm-hmm. that uh, the all the work that they've done, the validation of it to uh, to get awards like that. So it's a part of the hobby. It's a good part of the hobby, and so I, I enjoy being a part sure. of it. Well, and I think that's you know nothing worse than building something and not getting anybody noticing. You know, you you build something and you put your heart and soul into it, and nobody pats you on the back and says what a great yeah. job you did. And so it's nice that we have that. And Amelia would be interesting this year now that Haggerty has. Uh, uh, 
pull, pulled it into its fold. Uh, it'll be, and, uh, you know, and then probably a blessing for Bill Warner because I imagine that I'm sure he wasn't quite sure what he was going to do with that event. I mean, at some point in time, he's going to retire. Uh, and of course he has now. And so, uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I hope that I have a feeling that they're going to, not much is going to change. I hope. Uh, that's my, my, hope for it maybe i'm wishful thinking i don't know we're all we're all sitting back way this year it's probably going to be pretty similar but you know there'll probably be everybody wants to put their own stamp on something so there'll probably be some changes and you know losing bill uh, i mean bill's one of the most unique people in the entire car hobby and his connection with the world of racing oh uh, nobody else has it right right you you can't duplicate that yeah Yeah. you can't duplicate that (laughs) so um it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that Mm -hmm. or if they change that whole thing but uh um, it's still a great event. I love uh, I love being there. I do too. I absolutely love Amelia Island. I tell you what, and I, again, it's one of those events that sometimes it can be kind of crappy weather and it doesn't matter because I still have a great time every time I go there. And nothing better than sitting at the hoity-toity bar at the Ritz-Carlton and next to you is Bobby Ray Hall and on his other side is David Hobbs and oh, over there is Hurley Haywood. I mean, it- <laughs> It's like a who's who of of the car world, and they're yeah, all saw, right there. I saw you there the last time, and I was just yeah. wow. <laughs> Look, Stewart's here, yeah. all the way from Pennsylvania. It's funny. I ran into a guy down there that I'd seen at the subway here in Morgantown the day before, and he's like, "Well, this is weird." So I see you at the subway in Morgantown, PA, on on Wednesday, and on yeah. Thursday yeah. we're here at Amelia Island, and I, I love Amelia. I love Concord uh, uh, events because they're just. The cars are just spectacular, and you see things, generally speaking, at a Concordia Elegance that you don't see anywhere else. I mean, and that's the cool thing about it. I love that these guys get their cars out. I love that they're rewarded for driving the cars in these events as well, too. Having the tours, and if there's a tie between two cars, and if one didn't participate in the tour, then the the nod would go to the one that did. Uh, I think that's a fantastic thing. One of the things that you were involved in that I didn't realize until today when I was doing my investigative background research Uh-oh. on you. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble now. Yeah. Was the uh, involvement with the Heritage Collection, the General Motors Heritage Collection. Yeah. Um, uh, I used to work for Oldsmobile. I was a district service manager for Oldsmobile and uh, ended up after becoming a dealer on all sorts of Oldsmobile committees and on their national board and um, – the 1911 was the first car we did for them. Uh, it got damaged down to Bush Gardens, and the general manager at Oldsmobile called me up. What do we do? I said, well, you know, there's nothing else to do now but to restore the you car. Do it. So we restored that one, and a new general manager came in for Oldsmobile, John Rock, uh, my personal hero, the most amazing human being I've met in my life. And he had a great sense for history and what it meant. And he literally opened up the checkbook and sent me around. He said, I want one of these. I want one of these. I want one of these. <laughs> oh, I went man. around the country on Oldsmobile's dime buying cars. Right. And then uh, uh, my best friend owned a restoration shop in Beecher, Illinois, and right. we started restoring those cars there. Fantastic. And so uh, I, I got to do a lot of really unique events uh, based on that relationship. Sure. We, uh, I, I was at the Chattanooga, Chattanooga Concorde Elegance, uh, not too long ago. And the Heritage Center had brought out two of the Firebirds from the, the 50s that looked like airplanes with wheels on them. And I said to the guy who worked for the Heritage Collection, I said, I said, this is fantastic. I said, why don't we see more of these? Why aren't these cars? They're hidden in a warehouse that you can't even go visit. Why are these cars not out and, and available to be seen? Do you think, that if you showed that Firebird 
airplane looking car to a group of kids in Peoria, Illinois. Why I picked that is even Peoria in Illinois. No, that's yes, Iowa. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> there's my geography. Um, that they would be blown away by that car. And that's a car that was built 60 years ago. And so I, 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 those cars need to be shared, but I guess for whatever reason, I mean, but it was encouraging to see them at Chattanooga, uh, but it sure be nice to see some of those cars hit the, the light of day. It's a, it's an absolutely amazing collection with hundreds and hundreds of cars. Um, and, and it's an, you know, there's some of my personal cars in the collection. Right. Wow. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> I'd like to have them back. Yeah, um, but there are some really, really amazing cars. And, um, you know, at one time, I had actually talked to the CEO at GM about a, a, a museum. And it, it's just, um, you know, I think a, a, a situation of money and time. Sure, and, sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a shame because I think that, uh, it, it's difficult, uh, there's not, you can't, it's hard for them to probably monetize it. Uh, although I think that, that truthfully it would monetize itself because it would r- lend recognition to the brands and all that. But nonetheless, anyway, Steve, certainly a pleasure having you on today. Uh, I know you're right here in our backyard. I just appreciate you coming in and freezing your butt off in our 18 degree studio. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's 19 in the studio. So a couple of things that we didn't do last week, but again, thank you for being here and we really appreciate My you pleasure. being here. We, uh, we, we have the four on the floor. Now the four on the floor, we give you four clues and you send an email to podcast at classic auto mall guessing which car it is and it has to be the specific stock number year make and model of a car that's in our inventory it's not just a generic 60 you know or or a chevy camaro or a corvette it's a specific car and four clues and you should be able to figure this out so easy and i never figure them out so the first clue is orphan brand for those of you who don't know what Orphan brand, it means a car that's no longer manufactured. So that could be DeSoto. That could be oddball things, uh, Pontiac. Pontiac's not oddball. Okay, so first clue, Orphan brand. Second clue, Sun Tilt. Don't know what that means. Born in Wilmington is clue number three. And clue number four is 7,000 orders in first 10 days of availability. So those are your four clues for our four on the floor Uh podcast at classicautomall.com if you have the answer and I'll send you a hat or a t-shirt. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to send you a hat because then you don't have to tell me what size you are and I don't want to embarrass you. So in the past three weeks, we've sold a bunch of cars to a bunch of places and we haven't gone through the list. So I'm going to really go through them quickly. So in the past three weeks, we sold a car to Las Vegas, Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, Corona, California, White Pine, Tennessee, Collegeville, Pennsylvania, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Coopersburg, Pennsylvania, Honeybrook, Pennsylvania, Ottsville, Pennsylvania, Cape May, New Jersey, Dyersburg, Tennessee, West Plains, Missouri, Ambler, Pennsylvania, Miami, Florida, Abilene, Texas, Macosta, Michigan, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Richmond, California, Whiteford, Maryland, Plano, Texas, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Henderson, Nevada, Howell, New Jersey, Redding, Pennsylvania, Malvern, Pennsylvania, Pearl, Mississippi, Glen Elg, Maryland, Oakland, Maryland, Nantucket, Massachusetts, Erlanger, Kentucky, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, San Antonio, Texas, Auburn, Pennsylvania, El Centro, California, Irwin, Pennsylvania, Betterton, Maryland, Dillsburg, Pennsylvania, Greer, South Carolina, Rocky Mount, Virginia, Tucson, Arizona, and Leesport, Pennsylvania. Woo! Wow. 
I think I got a little head rush. <laughs> I think we got a head rush listening to you. Oh, good, good I didn't know that I was going to get through that, that or not. a lot of places. That is all over the world. But anyway, thanks for listening. And hopefully next week we're going to have our music that we're desperately ready to share with everybody. Mm-hmm. And our guest, our guest, David Kinney, the publisher of Haggerty's Price Guide. Dave will be joining us remotely. He's going to be down in Florida next week, but he's going to be uh, remotely on the show. And thanks again to Steve Moskowitz for being on the show from the AACA. If you get a chance, join the club, be a part of it, get involved. It's a great hobby. You'll love everybody that you meet in it, and we'll talk to you next week. Steve, take it away. Yeah, I just want to mention uh, before we go into our closing that we do have social media. I would love everybody to follow us there at uh, on TikTok. Instagram and Facebook at Classic Auto Mall. Some great stuff going on there and some fun stuff. And, uh, and the four on the floor appears there as well. So if you missed the clues, you can go on TikTok and Instagram and check them out there. We appreciate you listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays were open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.